We've seen the story before. We've seen the story before. We've seen the story before. Big news. The Athletic NBA Show will now bring you even more content through the Athletic Audio Plus. Subscribe now for a free 30-day trial via Apple Podcasts to listen to bonus specials, exclusive interviews, Q&As, and more. And after your trial, it's only $1 a month for access to all Athletic Audio plus bonus content across our entire network of shows. Check out the Athletic NBA Show's latest bonus episode now only on Apple Podcasts. Hey everyone, this is Andrew Schlecht. And I am Alex Spears. And you can join us every Saturday on the Athletic NBA Show for the Saturday Slammin' Jam. We will bring you the most interesting plots and storylines from the playoffs, fun guests, and a weekly trivia show where I attempt to completely embarrass my co-host, Andrew. So grab your coffee, do your chores, and turn up the Saturday Slammin' Jam right here on the Athletic NBA Show. Hey guys, it's Dave DeFord. Join me and my buddy Seth Partnow and Moda Keel every Friday right here on the Athletic NBA Show for Nerdishy Road, a podcast that attempts to look at the cutting edge of the NBA and the sport of basketball. Whether it's sports science, a deep dive on X's and O's, tales from the video room, or the next big thing in analytics, you can find it all every single Friday on Nerdishy Road right here on the Athletic NBA Show. Want an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news and trends in the NBA? Listen to the NBA Daily Ding podcast Monday through Friday. Wake up and turn up the NBA Daily Ding to stay informed on all things NBA here at The Athletic and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to The Athletic NBA Show. Monday through Friday. On The Athletic Podcast Network. I do have a take. Point of contention. Welcome to Point of Contention. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention. I'm Zach Harper. Jade Hoy is producing. Coming up on the show, the Bucks are back. Kawhi's future up in the air. Rumors, innuendo, and smoke screens around the draft. Team USA limping into the Olympics. And Lonzo Ball back in LA. Let's get to our two contestants in this corner. Bay Area legend, new homeowner, author of two books, count them two, about the Warriors dynasty, the one and only Marcus Thompson. Marcus, how was the premiere of Space Jam 2 last night, which I'm assuming you were there? I was not there. I'm not going until the 16th. I'm just a regular schmo, man. I got to go when it comes out. Like, I I don't get premiere acts. I'm like Baron Davis. Like, yo, my invite never came. Oh, you don't write about about LeBron enough to... Clearly, right? Clearly not. I wasn't invited. I did, however, see the premiere of Maya Moore's 30 for 30 Breakaway. And let let me tell you, let me tell you, the air condition was tripping at my house last night. Like, it was something in my eye. Like, it was too... I have I have a Space Jam story. So when my cousin went to a school dance, and you know the song I Believe I Can Fly? Of course you guys know that song. There was somebody with, with huge ears. I told you I never did any of these dances before. That's one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now the music starts. Don't dance for the two. Got it? 
internet heard it, yeah. There was somebody with, with huge ears, and they used to call him Dumbo. And someone mm. someone asked for that song, and, and they played I Believe I Can Fly for the kid with the huge ears. Oh, no. That's tough. Oh, that's a rough one, yeah. There's nothing you can do about that either. There's so how did you song. handle it, Jay? I mean, you just... You just play on, man. You just move forward. It wasn't me. It wasn't me with the big ears. <laughs> <laughs> In that corner, with the normal-sized ears from the hard streets of Springfield, Massachusetts, Boston resident, future author of the book, From the Mid-Ange, The Mediocre Rise and Fall of Danny Ainge, it's Jay the Kid King. Jay, question for you, Tupac or Biggie? Tupac. Definitely. No question. You're going to keep asking until you get somebody who says Biggie, right? right. I mean, I, I look, I love Tupac. I'm a West Coast guy. Biggie's better. Uh, see, I just, okay. I just don't see it. It's okay. It. Better not at what? Rapping. Yeah, he's a better lyricist. That's well, not all is, rapping. What, what are you talking about? It's not all of rapping. There's other. Well, he's better with yeah. timing. He's better with everything. It's fine. So like the, Eminem is better than most rappers at that. No, is he the no, best rapper? No. no, he is. No, he's Jr. Really writer. Jr. Writer nah. would have been elite if it was just all lyrics. Writer would have been elite if it was just all lyrics. All punchlines, baby. Tupac's issue is that his is that his producers gave him beats that do not hold up over time. You, you don't think Tupac's you, beats hold up? Listen to almost any of those. No, they're very dated. No, so on. many tears. I could so many tears. That's one. That's one song. Keep your head up. That's one song. Out of a hundred. You still tossing it up. His whole catalog holds up. No, it really doesn't. I love Tupac, but his whole catalog really doesn't hold up. Just hey, you know what? He has a whole catalog to hold up, not like two albums. Well, maybe if he got fucking murdered, Marcus, he'd have more. Maybe if he had more work ethic before he got more work ethic, he was twenty years old. Excuse him for crazy had taken a Marcus side side career to join movies and stuff and bird. We're talking. Well, what? That was that was the name of his character in Above the Rim, Birdie, right? Yeah. Bird pretty close yeah birdie's birdman yeah <laughs> all right speaking of speaking of flying too close to the sun jade start the clock bucks are back baby, back, baby. tonight's the night tonight being last night in which the bucks and suns faced off in game four of the nba finals as usual we have to put our tenant headsets to go back into the future to see what happened because we're recording this before game four we know in Game Three, Giannis and Bud's Bucks got back to business and found a win, one twenty to one hundred. They broke it open in the third quarter, finished the third quarter on a sixteen zero run. Giannis forty one points, thirteen rebounds, six assists. With momentum back on their side, the Bucks have a good shot of tying this up last night at two two. One note here: Chris Paul's teams one in twelve in the last thirteen playoff games officiated by Scott Foster. And he was running game three. That one win, Chris Paul sat out. I need the conspiracy music, Jade. So, fellas, it's time to look into those crystal balls. What happened last night, Marcus? Did the Bucks come through and give us a series? Or did the Suns go ahead 3-1 and how? Listen, it was all a dream. Uh, who are you quoting there? You quoting Tupac <laughs> or Biggie? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, you Keep know what I'm saying? Uh, 
You know what? We're 2-2. Uh, what an incredible performance by Chris Middleton. Uh, finally broke out of his slump. Uh, gave Giannis some much-needed support. You know, he, he was due for this. Uh-huh. His shot hadn't been there. But, you know, like, this is what Chris Middleton does. Every now and then, he'll break out and sure. drop 30-piece on of you. Of course. So, now we got a series, right? Now we're going... We've got a classic development on our hands, and it's up to Booker and Chris Paul to respond. They'll be in Phoenix. Uh, I feel like this is going seven after what we saw uh, last night. Um, Jay, is, is this accurate? Did, did Marcus predict this properly with a two-two, or did the did the Suns go up three-one last night? Middleton fakes, now dribbles, foul line jumper, shot, it's good. Middleton nails another. Bucks up two. This game is not that complicated. Sometimes you make it too complicated. He took the Chris Middleton game prediction straight from my mouth. Okay. That is exactly what's going to happen. Chris Middleton is going to have 36 points. It's going to be one of those games where he just, no matter what he does, he's just shooting jumpers over the top of people with barely any separation, just tapping campaign on the top of the head as as he shoots mid-rangers over him and Giannis isn't going to go for 40 again but he won't need to because Middleton's going to be that good I'm still going bucks in six here bucks in six it's going to be four straight for them just just like they got waxed by the Raptors a couple years ago does it have to be bucks in six that's what I'm curious about like if it goes seven you give it to Phoenix yeah, I don't think they can. It's a tough place to win. They can do it in but, game seven. Although, like, there would be so much pressure on Chris Paul. He would be the one with all the pressure at that point because he spent his whole career getting to this point. And I know, like, this might be the Bucks' best chance. But Giannis, Middleton, those guys can convince themselves there's there's another shot for them. Chris Paul has has been around so long without getting to the finals that if it gets to a game seven... Like, there's a lot on his shoulders. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I can't believe you guys are so disrespectful. Not recognizing the Suns went up 3-1 last night because game three was a fluke. And the Suns are just that much better, right? The Suns can beat you in any way. They can beat you going the free throw line. They can beat you hitting threes. You know, you didn't get it. You didn't get DeAndre Ayton into cheap foul trouble last night. And he was they mean, they meant that, you know, Frank Kaminsky, a J King special Frank Kaminsky could uh, did not have to play much because we know that that's uh, that's that, a rough uh, one. Here's here's what I would do if I was Monty out. Williams. I would show him a bunch of tapes of of like plays that he made at Wisconsin and then show him a map that he's in Wisconsin and say, try to play less shitty than you did last game. If we if we have to rely on Frank Kaminsky, that's what I would do. But you guys didn't know that Devin Booker, Devin Booker coming off a bad game three. You guys didn't expect him to light up the Bucks last night like he might have done, you know, because, again, we're recording this. I, I think he did. I think he did. And it light didn't him matter. Up. You think I, I Chris think Middleton? Was, I just don't think yeah. it was enough. Outgun Devin Booker? I, I think Booker and Giannis 
you know, X'd each other out. What? They were basically neutral, and it became a Chris Middleton against. So you're saying essentially that Chris Paul broke free from Drew Holiday and went off again. Because they need a second scorer. Are you saying Chris Paul showed up big time? Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, Mikel Bridges, uh, Jake Crowder, they all did it. Cam Johnson, it's a team effort. They don't rely on one dude to save him, Marcus. It's a team effort with the Valley Boys. The only way to spell Chris is with a K. I would not, no, there's, there's like five different ways to not, spell not Chris. Not in this series, yeah. buddy. Not in this series. Well, not in game not, four. Not, not in this game series. Four. So Chris Paul had a horrible game. Chris Paul couldn't solve the Mike Budenholzer. <laughs> yeah, I mean... You know, I think it's it's mostly probably we should have our medical director come and speak to you. You guys got the the bomb, the coach to talk to you. Adjustments. The Drew Holiday pressure. Uh, that's what we're gonna go with. That's what I'm going. All with. right. You give you, you give credit to Bootholzer if you want to. Go ahead. I know that's your I know that's your guy. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll be sure to give all <laughs> due credit and respect to Mike Bootholzer after this series. All right. Uh, speaking of speaking of series. A series of injuries has landed Kawhi in some trouble. Take two. Boy, it got quiet in here. Quiet in here. Quiet in here. Quiet. Okay. Thank you. And like they said, enjoy this. Enjoy this moment. And have fun with it. A ha, 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 ha. Kawhi Leonard. The crickets were pretty loud, Jay. I don't know why I sound so happy here. Kawhi Leonard underwent surgery on Tuesday to repair a partial tear of the ACL in his right knee. Leonard was injured during the fourth quarter of Game 4 against the Utah Jazz. On June 14th, he missed the final eight playoff games with what they called a sprained knee. And they were going game to game saying, hey, we'll see. We'll we'll let you know in Game 5. Oh, he's out for Game 5 tonight. No Kawhi Leonard uh, when we all knew that he had a partial tear of his ACL. So Leonard's health could and likely will determine the future of the Clippers. When asked about his future back in December, Leonard said, and I quote, Obviously, if I'm healthy, the best decision is to decline the player option. We'll leave out the rest of this quote so it sounds more intriguing. You'll have to look it up on your own if you want to get the full context, but that's not what we do here in the media. We take things out of context. Spicy. So, action explosion. Cut, cut, cut. Oh, come on, guys. We've, we've got one shot at this. Where's Jay? This is pretty straightforward. Will Kawhi Leonard be a Clipper next season and beyond? Please decode the situation. I think yes. Uh-huh. To me, a lot went right for the Clippers this year. If Kawhi had been healthy, they would have had a very good chance to win a title. They got Ty Lu, who. Clearly was a coaching upgrade. They pushed, they beat Utah without Kawhi. They pushed Phoenix without Kawhi. And Kawhi's got to be looking at that situation and saying, this this is for me. He, he's in LA where he wants to be. The, the stink of that Nuggets series is long gone by now. And... Yes, I, I think he stays in, in L.A. I don't know whether it'll be opt out and sign a huge deal or, you know, stay and then sign it next year. But but he's staying. He's not going anywhere. 
Marcus, uh, what is the most Clippers scenario possible here? Is it that they bring back Kawhi? He opts out, and even though he's got the partial ACL tear, they bring him back on a five-year max, and then he's just damaged goods the rest of the way, and he can't fully you know, play, and he can't be that guy for them in the playoffs because the knee is in such bad shape? Or is it that he leaves? He goes somewhere like, I don't know, Dallas or Miami, and they've ended up trading all those draft picks down the road to have Paul George. And he takes a discount. Mm, a discount. <laughs> he, goes, right, he, discount. He, takes a, he doesn't even take the max. He's like, you know what? Let me let me let me save some room for team building on the Dallas Mavericks or the Miami Heat. Nah, I'm I'm with Jay on this one. I think he stays. I actually think this is good. This is really good. Wait, Wait what? he was gone. <laughs> Him tearing you know his ACL? It's no, no, like it's, it's good. good. No, like for if you're the Clippers, do you want you want Kawhi for now for this one year? And yeah, they could have won a title, but they might not have, right? Uh, and now you get him for four years. <laughs> now you get him for five. I don't know. Right? After like, after Kevin Durant blew out his Achilles and then signed a max deal, I think Kawhi should decline the option and force someone to sign him to a max deal. No one's gonna be like, "Oh, I don't know Kawhi. We don't know." You're gonna sign Kawhi to a max deal and then figure it out it's later. Different man. This is a history though. Like this, this is not the first injury and then you know you got to deal with load management kevin durant won't even use the are word are you telling me right. if he declines his yeah. option the clippers Dallas aren't bringing pay whatever. the clippers yeah. won't yeah. offer yeah. him a five-year max what are the odds of, no, on Kawhi not playing next take year? It. oh i think he's missing a chunk of the not, season he's right? not playing next year yeah. I, I think he might sit out the whole year yeah he's not playing i wouldn't be surprised he's not i don't I think he's team play through it at any cost like He's not right. going to be out there until he's very healthy. Right. Which he, sh- he uh, with his history, he shouldn't be. I'm cool with that. He's very totally healthy. cool yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like with his history, it's a little bit less. It's a little bit less. Uh, I don't know. Durant was more like it. This is Kevin Durant. The dude was made of rubber, right? Like uh, he'll be- he'll play. He'll You know, he'll be back. The question is what capacity with Kawhi. You just don't know. Like, and even when he's back, is he back? Like he's not all the way back. He's back for a little bit, and then he's on his load management plan, and then he doesn't say anything, right? So we'll never know what's actually <laughs> happened, right? Right, like it's we'll a great never mystery. Know where he actually stands, you know? Maybe we'll just have to look at the Clippers and say, you know what? Your reign on the top was short, like left of <laughs> as I crush so-called Willie <laughs> thugs and rapper dogs. Come on, you don't even know Biggie lies. Kick in the door. Yeah, my thing too is he's he's got to be seen as a part-time player from now on. Like there there will never be a time when he's a full-time 82 game or close to a player. He's going to be set up back to backs. He's going to be played 30 playoffs. minutes a game. But can he yeah, can he be a full-time yeah, player in the playoffs? I don't give a shit if he plays in the yeah. season. Like if he plays in the playoffs, that's all I need. And it's it's what I mean, the playoff that they won a title even, he was he was playing through some stuff. Yeah, he was dragging his leg. He was really... The, the question I have is, do Reggie Jackson want him back? <laughs> the, 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 the new star? The new star Reggie, Reggie Jackson? That's a good question. We have to find out. Uh, remember that the uh, Clippers gave up a bunch of draft picks in order to trade for Paul George in order to get Kawhi Leonard to sign there. Speaking of draft picks, take three! Rumors, innuendo, smoke screens. It's draft time, baby. We're two weeks away from the NBA draft, and workouts are trickling in for teams almost as much as the trade and draft rumors. It's one of my favorite times of year. It's like Christmas to me. 
As we know, Oklahoma State's Cade Cunningham appears to be the number one pick, and that goes to the Detroit Pistons. But will he be a Detroit Piston? According to reports, the Rockets are very interested in Cade Cunningham. Again, it's rumors, it's innuendo, it's smokescreen. All part of the process leading up to the draft. Shams Tarania of The Athletic reported that Rockets have been very aggressive in trying to get the number one pick. They are, I was told they were infatuated. Jade, play the tape. Every single decision from with the four of us is we, we're always on the Food, same page. Does labor, it cause an issue? Possibly no, fuel as people uh, maybe think. cut back driving, though it doesn't seem like they're doing that right now yet. Well, the consumer's there. That's the best thing that uh, of all of it. Now we just got to keep the cost down. And 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 what he. Brian said is so true because what happens, <laughs> all of your deliveries, your your everybody that brings us products starts putting surcharges on us. And then the consumer starts looking, if I'm paying $5 for gasoline, maybe I can't buy up in a restaurant or maybe I can't quite make it to a casino. So it, it can have a huge impact on us, but then flights start going up, so maybe people start driving to closer locations. Mm -hmm. And so I've seen it when gas goes up that it helps us, and I've seen it where it hurts us. And I don't know what's going to happen this time, but you can't have inflation and everything at one time. But we have to remember, labor has gone up, and everybody's making a little more money. Infatuated with Cade Cunningham, but I don't know if they have anything to offer up there. Uh, you can check out my latest mock draft on The Athletic uh, from last week. And by the way, let's get some air horns in here, Jade. We've got a new one on Friday. That's right. Tomorrow, Friday, a new mock draft from yours truly right here. Houston has the second pick. I've got them going with Jalen Green from the G League. The Cavs have pick number three. I've got them going with USC's Evan Mobley. There's so much to unpack here, but I'm wondering about your thoughts, Marcus. Do you think things will go accordingly, or are we going to have a big move on draft night that shakes up the NBA? I, I, I think the move won't be one. I think somebody's going to jump out in the top four. I, I just have a hard time, especially with teams like Houston, teams like Golden State, who are like, yo, let me get that number one pick up out you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, 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 let me get that pick, man. What you got? <laughs> so I think that makes Detroit like, man, we keeping this thing. Like, I don't know if they move it. I, I do feel like in the end, they take the obvious generational talent. It's, it's interesting because Houston – I, you know, one moment they it's Jalen, right? They love Jalen, and then now they're like, you know what? We <laughs> we really want this Kate thing. Yeah. I think this is kind of working against Detroit moving the pick. So I do think they stay, but I think what we're we're not hearing Evan Mobley. We're not hearing like a love fest. You know what I'm saying? We're not even hearing much Suggs, the other Jalen, right? Yeah. It's almost like. I can see somebody at 3-4 saying, you know what, let me get down there. Let me drop down a 7 or something like that, which could then start generating some things. Like, for instance, the Warriors, if they somehow get to 4, now does 4-7 four, four probably looks a lot better than some picks, right? Like, right. Uh, or, four, I'm sorry, 4, and like if you love Wiseman like the Pistons did last year, it's going to take something non-conventional like that. But I, I'm just getting a sense reading your mock draft and reading like the stuff around. Like I don't hear Mobley's name enough. I, I, I'm expecting this dude to be like, yo, we love this guy. Maybe he should be number one. It feels like nobody's saying it. And that's the, might be the third best player in the draft, right? That might be the number three pick. Yeah. 
I feel like Jalen. So I can see. I feel like Jalen Suggs can, has become the most underrated player in this draft. From it, nobody talks it, about Jalen Suggs. It's crazy to me because I had him in my first mock draft. I had him number two to the Rockets. I'm like, what a perfect lead guard to have. And there were so many people like, why would you have Suggs as this number two guy? And I'm like, have you watched this dude play? Suggs is incredible, Jay. I'm gonna I'm gonna release a hot take right here. Uh oh. Because I I know everyone is is in on Cade Cunningham and I'm in on Cade Cunningham too. Uh-oh. I don't see any world where he but, really misses. Bring it, Jay. But, bring it, Jay. But Jalen Suggs would be my number one pick. Jalen Suggs would be my number one pick. If I were what? in charge of an NBA team. He overcame. Yeah, oh yeah. He is super competitive. He's an athletic freak. He gets wherever he wants on the court. He can defend. I think he'll become a shooter because that's you know, he he seems like a guy who puts in the work. I like his shot. And like this dude, he he really like controls games. And I think he he's underrated because he played on Gonzaga. And they had a loaded roster, and he wasn't asked to score 20. He wasn't asked to have, you know, eight, nine assist games all the time. But he's he's the best passer in the draft to me. And I would want to build a, a team around his energy, his, his enthusiasm, his athleticism. I'm all the way in on Jalen Suggs. All right. So do we think that so the 76ers are fielding offers, according to Sean Strani of The Athletic? Uh, do we think is going to be on the move by the end of draft night or is that something that happens later on in free agency if a trade happens at all i'm thinking later i think the market for is too which one is it bearish is like is great and bullish is Bear, not, bearish is know, bad yeah bullish is good so bullish yeah. all right so they're don't just ride the index seek to outperform it with fidelity active etfs learn more at fidelity.com active etfs before investing in any exchange traded fund you should consider its investment objectives risks charges and expenses contact fidelity for a prospectus and offering circular or if available a summary prospectus containing this information read it carefully while active etfs offer the potential to outperform an index these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive etfs fidelity brokerage services llc member nyse sipc Hey, hey, don't judge me. Like, I just got Robin Hood. Like, chill. <laughs> Y'all know black folks don't be on the stock market. Like, calm down. Uh, <laughs> the market for is more bull. And I, I've had I had people telling me this, like, dude, because I was writing this. Like, yo, if you keep the risk, like, nobody, nobody's getting the price is still going to be really high. I don't know if picks will be enough. I, I still think. General managers are like, you know, uh, people who think, man, if I just get him in my camp, like I'll fix, you know what I'm saying? I still think he's 25. He's young. He was all NBA caliber player, defensive player of the year candidate. I think it's going to take another star to move him. And I don't know if that happens at draft day. I think it might have to have to happen after. You know, here's the thing about, about the 76ers. They can't really just trade him for draft picks because they need someone who's really good to help Joel Embiid get to the like next right level. Yeah. You you can't go out and just trade him for for prospects and stuff like that. It Unless it's really Suggs, right? Unless I mean, maybe Jaylen maybe Suggs. Right? If they get Suggs, right? it's over for everyone. Curtains. No, it, he, even he's going to take a little while to become you know that, that level. Um, but to me, like the team that makes sense, Chicago, Zach Levine. Does that kind of make sense? 
Yeah, I think you need to give up a lot. Simmons, Simmons and Vucevic would be a nice, nice pairing. Like that, they kind of make sense sound, together. Sounds like a six seed to me. But and then Levine would give Philadelphia the shot making and creation that they've been lacking for a long time. I don't think that makes Philly a title team, but I don't see what does make Philly a title team. Uh, how about this? How about and extra stuff for Bradley Beal? Now we're talking. That's my prediction. Is that we get a Bradley Beal framework for a deal? Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook would be just. Oh my god! I cannot wait. Oh, what man. a great, what a great bit of entertainment that would be. They would have the worst floor spacing of the, all time. The local <laughs> habitat for humanity would be off the chain. Right? Like, uh, I, I don't know. I still think Portland's the best place. Like I, I still feel like. And I mean, the way they're looking at it, CJ McCollum is not going to be enough, but yeah, that, man, he, he shouldn't be enough either. We like, we have to remember like CJ Twitter is not and, representative of how yeah, executives yeah. feel like Ben Simmons. If he keeps this up for about a decade is a hall of famer. Like that's yeah, not well, a debate. Like he, if he, he, if he doesn't get any better and he just keeps this for a decade, he's a hall of famer. What's weird about it is you need to get significantly better by moving Ben Simmons. And if you do move him, you miss so much of what he does. Yeah. Like he's he's legitimately one of the five best defensive players that, yeah. alive. Mm-hmm. He's a plus, plus, plus passer. And he's 6'10". So if you move him for a guard, all of a sudden your supersized defense, which makes you so tough to begin with, changes drastically. Yeah. So so it's just hard to, to find a fit that actually pushes the needle in Philly. But they've also gone so far like – with guys bashing him after the the playoffs that yeah. they kind of need to trade him at this point. They've pushed themselves into that corner, and I think they, they kind of have to trade him. They should have done it two years ago, three years nah, ago. They, they, just need a, they just need a little company retreat, a little staff. What I'm, what I'm learning is fellowship. it's bad to get Defensive Player of the Year or be in the running for it because we don't care about <laughs> 2-5 or 2-7 anymore. We just don't. Yeah, all they need is a little team retreat to to mend old fences, you know. Get play play some biggie. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just party and bullshit, you know? Just have a little <laughs> yeah, you see what I did there. All right. Uh speaking of bullshit, take four. What the hell just happened to Team USA? Team USA bounced back Tuesday night with a 108-80 victory over the ghost of Argentina national team. This following back-to-back losses to Nigeria. Like that. Uh, he's 41 years old. No, this is following back-to-back losses to Nigeria and Australia earlier in the week. What? How did that happen? As Yahoo's Chris Haynes wrote, quote, the outcomes in these friendlies have either been termed an embarrassment or a wake-up call. Whatever is the proper descriptor, Team USA realizes more than ever that premium talent alone will not be enough to earn gold this summer. Okay, what do you want? so tired of you. Is this lost something or nothing? What went wrong for you guys tonight? Uh, what went wrong for us? Yeah, this afternoon. Sorry, did you watch the game? They played better than we did. What do you think? Yes, because of what Popovich said. Tell them to jump higher and move quicker. And we'll tell Kevin, don't be so good. When we stop, start messing around. They looked, you know, they had more grunt. They had more physicality. Did that work as far as the change? Is that I something thought he was great. You know, he's, he's somebody that can... They have to guard. We've got a few players that they don't guard. Not our right. No, that's it. Would be if our best starting five, and it will be if they don't learn. And what do they have to learn? Even if what I said from the beginning. Stupid. Stupid. Stupid.
Obviously, Team USA is still getting things together. Fatigue and other factors are probably good reasons why Team USA has struggled thus far. But is there cause for concern? And remember, they still have a couple of members playing in the NBA Finals that still have to make the trek over to Team USA. So, Jay King, are you worried about Team USA getting the gold? No, I, I, I'm not still at this point. Um, I think once they get Booker, once they get Middleton, once some of their depth issues go away, and then once once a lot of these guys learn how to play with each other, they've barely had any practice time so far. They've still got time to to, to get used to each other. And I think they have to get used to each other because it's like Damian Lillard, it's Tatum, it's Kevin Durant, three guys that, that need the rock, love the rock, and, and need to score it. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out. Birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I do think the, the problem with Team USA is an arrogance. A, an arrogance that you can waste a roster spot on Kevin Love. A, an arrogance that that you can... Put Yo, he, ter- was ter- he was terrible in the Argentina game. I was He's watching that earlier. He's been two yeah, or three he years. Was like, he was awful. They, they give Kevin Love a sympathy spot on this team for his history with the team, whatever. He shouldn't be there. And, and and that's that's Team USA, the architects of them, saying we can win no matter what, even if we r- waste a roster spot uh, on this guy. And, and there's an arrogance there. And I, I, I take a, offense to the thought that the rest of the world has caught up. Like They just lost to Patty Mills. The rest of the world is the same as it's been for 10 years. Hey man, it, it's it's Luis Scola starring yeah. for teams. It's Patty Mills. Like These guys on Nigeria haven't caught up to Team USA. They're like two-way players, Gabe Vincent and stuff. Like, like no, the talent has not caught up. It's it's everything else. And But you do have to play together, and you do have to play with the right mindset. And I do think there's something to what Popovich said about how these guys have to get back in shape after taking a little bit of time off after the regular season. What went wrong for them? So I'm not really worried about them long term, but I, I do think that the mindset there has to change and they have to, like, you can't just give roster spots away right? and then lose to Nigeria and Australia and stuff. Like, it's just such a bad look. 
Um, Marcus, I, I do wonder because you have Dame on there, you have KD, you have Bradley Beal, you'll have Devin Booker at some point. When it gets to a tight game and you look at the basketball in those moments, like you're going to ask who shot you, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. a big reference. Uh, it is, and it's a it's a kind of a, a rough one for a pop fan. You know what I'm saying? It's a tough one. Well, like, it's a tough one for both of them easy. at this point, you know. But the the best part about it is the, the opposing defense. <laughs> the opposing defenses are, you know, ideally should be looking, you know, at the amount of weapons and feeling like you know they're a bit high, right? It should it should be like you know. People know who's the mind blower, the weed grower. Have you seen doubles like Noah? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that. Uh, I do think that's one of the problems, though. The construction of this team is unique, right? It's a bunch of bucket getters. It's a bunch of dudes who are used to being the man, and but they haven't yet been on Team USA and know what it's like to have to subvert that, right? Remember how, like... All these stars would get on Team USA, and then Mello would be oh, the one, man. right? And everybody great, was cool yeah. with it, right? Like they, they've got to learn how to but get that's that. But that's back. That's back when time. they were blowing out Nigeria by eighty-three points. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have to worry about who's I, taking the shots. But that's the thing. I, I think Jay is right. It's not much different than it was eight years ago, yeah. right? But the, the thing that's still the same is that you're not beating these teams just by showing up. You actually have to play mm-hmm. well, right? You got to play well to beat them. So if they play well, they will beat them, but they got to get to the part where they're playing right. well. And you can just see it. They, they need some of these guys, Bradley Bill, not running back on defense. He just got to change his mindset for Team USA. And even like LeBron and Kobe, they had to do it, right? We saw Jordan do it. I'm, you know, like everybody gets to Team USA and they realize, okay, what's my role? Players like Draymond Green kind of know it. They're already in it, and they don't have a lot of players like that. They got a lot of star. So I just think it's a matter of time. I will say this, though. If they start messing around in the in Tokyo, like, they will get bumped. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. It will, it will go that's down. Like, clear. that's the risk of it. Yeah, that's the risk of it. But if they play well, they should be fine. Like, the question is, can Pop get them to play well? This is all on Popovich, you feel me? Spend less time going off on Joe Vard. <laughs> Whoa! More time getting your team together. Oh, Is Pop on – is he on the Olympic hot seat? He does. I will say, pop, I mean, literally, he is right. He's out. Pop, this is this is not made dunk. Pop look great. The the seventh place finish two years ago, no, the losses man. to Nigeria and Australia, I, nothing you will change his legacy at all. But it doesn't make him look great. You know, to what, to what Marcus here? said, I think Draymond and Bam are two of the most important players on the team. Mm-hmm. Because they're the two guys who can facilitate that ball movement, that player movement, and just really make things easier for everybody else and kind of put those other guys into a role where it's easier for them. And I, so I, I think Draymond and Bam running offense through them as, as weird as it sounds, because those guys are two of the worst offensive players on the team probably, but because of their passing, because of all the dirty stuff they do, because they don't care if they score. I think those guys are super important to this team. For sure. Um, you know, this, we're learning Mike Brown's team moving forward. Just so you know, like Mike Brown taking over. Team. We're learning <laughs> that we had a Bill Belichick, Tom Brady situation in San Antonio. We just never knew it. It was all Tim Duncan, uh, baby. It was no it Greg was Popovich. Look what's happened. They've fallen apart. Team USA can't win. Bring Tim Duncan to Team USA. They'll win. I mean, look how much he's held back Patty Mills over the years. Exactly. 
Oh wait, Tim Duncan, <laughs> with Patty Tim Duncan was on like the 014, right? Iverson. Tim Duncan was on the 014. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll, we'll cut that. We'll cut that. Steph with Mike Brown as his head coach. That's true. Yes. That's true. All right, <laughs> take five. Ball back in L.A. Mark Stein reported in his Substack newsletter that the Lakers are seeking to add a playmaker that would allow LeBron James to spend more time at power forward and Anthony Davis to spend more time at center. A number of obstacles stand in the way of this happening, but we've seen LeBron and Rich Paul pull a rabbit out of the hat before, so to speak. And according to Sean Strani of The Athletic, New Orleans is reportedly unlikely to match a significant offer sheet for Lonzo Ball when he hits the open market this August, further adding to the intrigue here. Around the trade deadline, Ball's father, LeVar Ball, who you may remember, expressed that he wished his son would be traded away from the Pelicans. The Bulls are also among teams interested in Ball in his summer's free agency, according to The Athletic. The Knicks have also been linked to the point guard. The Bulls uh, were rumored to trade for Lonzo Ball at the deadline. So, Marcus, where will Lonzo land by the beginning of next season? Will it be either LA team? Will it be New York, Chicago, Orlando? I'll tell you where it'll be. It'll be Golden State and a sign and trade for Kelly Oubre. Let's go! 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 It's 20 million a year. Yeah, so you sign Kelly Oubre for 20 million. Going home, Kelly Oubre going home to New Orleans. Lots of ball, get to play with Steph. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, uh, why would you even think he's going to LA right now? Come on, he's going. Hey, Lonzo, come holler to the bay. They got to make up for the fact that they did take LaMelo. So, Lonzo to the bay. I'm telling you, here you New go. Orleans, they tried to trade for him already. New Orleans needs to keep Lonzo. Lonzo is a great fit next to Zion Williamson. Agreed. Lonzo is a point guard who doesn't need the ball. He's a point guard with size. He's a point guard who loves to get out in transition. And defense. he can defend. He's, he's a good become shooter. A good shooter. Yeah, he's a good shooter. He is such a great fit next to Zion Williamson. To me, the guy who doesn't fit there is Brandon Ingram. And the quicker they learn Whoa. that, the better. Brandon Ingram taking shots. Yeah, too many shots. Too many shots. <laughs> that, that's Zion's team. They need dudes. They need dudes to be able to shoot. They need dudes to be able to space the court, and they need dudes to to let Zion rock. And and Brandon Ingram is not that to me. But man, but the Lakers could really use Lonzo. To be fair, I mean, it's just rely. I, I like Caruso. I like KCP. Yeah. But those dudes aren't they aren't frontline guys. And the West next year is going to be even harder. It's gonna be even more daunting. They're gonna need a third player. And I do feel like that's a, a fertile ground for Lonzo to get better to like expose his game. Is it there's just moments where it's like you could tell LeBron wants to give the ball up, right? Like, yo, somebody else rock this. Right, yeah. like I'm thirty, I'm thirty six. <laughs> like, just, you know, rock this. I can't do like forty percent of usage rate, and there's nobody. Like, he's literally putting the ball in the hands Schroeder of Caruso. They're like, this is a yeah, disaster. it's not. Yeah. I think it's almost it's very it's perfect for Lonzo 
because like you say he's become a good enough shooter to spot up off the ball right yeah. like that's where he's last, really last good at. He, seasons, he can knock down a spot up last shot. two seasons 853 point attempts 37.6 percent from three that's yeah. good and he's higher spot up yeah. too his spot ups are even better so he can he can space and he can he can be effective off the ball when LeBron has the ball and he can switch. Like LeBron can say, yo, you got this. Mm-hmm. I, I think they need that badly. They they need somebody who can also guard ones, right? You can yeah. you can cook them dudes, right? <laughs> and LeBron is just like, yo, I'm not doing this fourth quarter. I'm guarding the point guard anymore. Like you hold your spot or you don't, right? Like I'm not I'm not chasing Dame anymore. Like I'm done with that part of my career. He just fits in so many ways that I do feel like they should do what they can to get him. I think most importantly, too, that he fits with with Alex Caruso, too, right? So that's the most important thing is you can play those two together. Yeah. The true star of the Lakers. The face of the Lakers. I'm not saying Kemba would be a a great fit for the Lakers, but I do want to see if someone gets desperate and and tries to do what it takes to get get Kemba from Oklahoma City because the Thunder don't want him like that that's very yeah, clear the Thunder don't want him his contract isn't great he wasn't great last year but Kemba could still be a difference maker somewhere like he's still got some game left and I, I want to see if, if someone gets desperate enough this offseason to to convince Presti to give him up it's gonna be the Knicks you know he's, gonna, he's destined for a return home that or the Clippers, right? Clippers love collecting those type of players. Or Reggie. Reggie like, changed get things. A Reggie, Reggie can't yeah, have Reggie another point had. guard next to him anymore. They got they, they keep it, Reggie? They, go pay, they, they pay got, Reggie? They got to pay Reggie. Got to pay him. That's got to pay. That's going to do it. Yeah, I mean, you know what they say, more money, more problems. That's going to do it for this week's point of contention. Don't forget to subscribe to all the shows on the athletic podcast network, house of Strauss warriors plus minus no dunks and many more to six for Jay King, Marcus Tossa, Jade Hoy. I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked in on the athletic shivering to deliver it. Chills up. That's fine. Biggie was nice, yo. <laughs> yo, Biggie was Biggie was nice. <laughs>
Longest ball ever to be hit out in that area was estimated at 560 feet by Norm Cash. What a smash. Tony, remember the home run we saw him hit in Minnesota year before last. It measured 500 and some feet off the top of the scoreboard there in the Twin Stadium.